With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. You're with Steve Malzberg on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, welcome aboard. It is four minutes past the hour of 9 p.m. on Wednesday night here on the East Coast of the United States. And you know what day and time it is wherever you are listening to the Steve Malzberg Show. Uh, Just before I came on, uh, Joe Biden held a what passes for a press conference in San Francisco after meeting with President Xi for the better part, they say, of four hours. And uh, what we got out of that meeting, apparently, and we're going to do much more on this tomorrow, um, what we got out of it was uh, a military-to-military contact being reopened. You may recall that the Chinese government broke the uh, capability of our two militaries to communicate to avoid a disaster after Nancy Pelosi went to Taiwan just a couple of years ago, or not even two years ago. Uh, Well, now that's back on. Uh, also, <laughs> also, the, the Chinese government has agreed that they are going to limit the import or, or, or manufacturing or whatever the heck it is of fentanyl. So it'll cut down the amount of fentanyl that comes to the United States, how that's going to be measured, what, um, you know, how you, you, you see the progress of that. Who the hell knows? Uh, it wasn't in Biden's notes, apparently, because he pathetically Pathetically, after he said, oh, I'm told to call on uh, the CBS. Oh, no, I'm told to call on. And then he answers. He's reading answers off the cards. He's reading. Uh, And the other issue, he mentioned briefly AI. Now, there had been talk going in that, um, excuse me, there had been a previous going in a preliminary previous agreement to have the two countries agree foolishly on our part that we wouldn't use AI and, uh, you know, in the military uh, weapons, space weapons and all that. No AI. That didn't happen as far as we know. Biden didn't bring it up. Again, it wasn't on his index card. Uh, so that's about it. What he did say when he was asked about uh, Israel and uh, the Shifa hospital, he defended Israel being in the Shifa hospital. He said that they have absolute proof, U.S. intelligence, that Hamas has you know, headquarters down under there, that there are terrorists there. Um, And he kept saying, he said at least three times, I believe, that Hamas has said, and we knew this before Biden knew it because I played it for you, that Hamas has said they will do it again, just what they did on October 7th. So when he was asked, how long will this go on? Uh, You know, and the media, of course, expecting him to say, oh, well, I told Israel they only got a couple of more days or they only got a couple more weeks. He said, I don't know. Until there's no until Hamas is there's no more Hamas. Until there's no more threat. He said they are the terrorists. They are the ones who have broken the uh, the, the, the laws and the rules by using civilian shields, human shields. By what they are. He said they're they're in more hospitals as far as he knows, and as far as he knows as well. This is all at the press conference just moments ago. Breaking news. Um so that's that. That's that's uh, that's what we got. Um, I, I do want to we have a lot to get to. Joe Manchin said something, which is going to be the first soundbite I play. I do want to give you some other news uh, updates regarding 
the uh, uh, the position of Americans. Uh, Fox News just released a poll also a little while ago. And the questions were as follows. Uh, who do you side more with? 66% Israelis, 22% Palestinians. Uh, when it comes to Israel, the U.S. is about right in their support, 45%. Not supportive enough, 21%. So you got 66% who say either the U.S. support is about right or it's not enough. <clears throat> Excuse me. Who's more to blame for the war in Gaza? Boy, the U.S. public is so freaking hoodwinked. 69% said Hamas is to blame. How can anybody believe that? Um, 20% said Israel. And what other? There was another question here. Da, 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 da. Ah, uh, humanitarian aid. Um, U.S. providing humanitarian aid. Uh, for Israeli military, oh, a 60% favorite, 37, 37% don't. Uh, in dealing with Iran, Joe Biden is too accommodating. And only 16 and 7% uh, said about right. So there you go. That's a, anything else here. Uh, extremely are very concerned about. Well, these are the issues. Threats to personal rights, 82%. Is Israel Hamas war 74%? Attacks by Islamic terrorists 73%. Anti Semitism 67%. Russia's invasion of Ukraine 67%. That's the latest from the Fox News polling desk. Uh, <laughs> I'm in a crazy mood. I don't know why. I really don't. Uh, also, Fox News, busy day for Fox News. Um, it turns out, according to Fox News, that Rashida Tlaib, who was recently censured by the U.S. Congress for making anti-Semitic remarks, has been a member of a secret Facebook group where Hamas terror, uh, terrorists are glorified. This is an exclusive. Um, let's see. The members have been glamorized, uh, glamorized Hamas in its war with Israel after the terror group attacked on, on October 7th. Uh, she's a member of the Palestinian American Congress group on Facebook, hidden from non-members, does not appear on the platform search engine, but Fox News Digital was able to gain access to it. The group's founder, Maher Abdel Qadir, uh, who has extensive ties to Talib, has also been linked to her liberal politicians, uh, to other liberal politicians. He's come under fire in the past for his anti-Semitic social media posts, including questioning if the Holocaust ever occurred. Uh, the Palestinian American Congress group, uh, which Talib is a member, has featured pro-Hamas posts in the wake of October 7th. On October 12th, one group member posted, we don't want to throw you in the sea. We want you to ride it back from where you came. The message was accompanied by a picture of an elderly Israeli woman and a Hamas fighter holding her captive. Blah, 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 blah. You get the idea. So secret society. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm shocked. Personally, I'm shocked. That Rashida Tlaib would have anything to do with that. Just shocked. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know if this is a surprise or this isn't a surprise. Only you could be the judge of that. Uh, at this point, really, I mean, at this point, I'm a little surprised. I guess Joe Manchin, who last week said he's not going to seek re-election for 
uh, U.S. Congress from West Virginia because he know he'd get he'd get creamed by the Republican governor who's running for this for his seat. Um, Manchin, of course, a, a Democrat. So here he is with with Kristen Welker, um, not on Meet the Press, but th- today on NBC or MSNBC or whatever it was. And here is cut 169. The middle's gone. There's not many of us centrists left. And if I can reinvigorate that, and I said, I will do everything that I possibly can. I'm totally, absolutely scared to death that Donald Trump would become president again. I think we will lose democracy as we know it. And my reason for saying that, you can't normalize this visceral hatred, calling people names and attacking people. You can't basically think the only fair election is the one you win. And the only laws pertain to everybody but you. That's not the country we are. That's not how we became the country. And I'm afraid that Joe Biden's been pushed too far to the left. Can he come back? We'll see. But the bottom line is that's not the Joe Biden that we thought was being elected to go that far left. But are you considering running for president? I will do anything I can to help my country. Is that a yes? And you're saying, does that mean you would consider it? Absolutely. Every American should consider if they're in a position to help save the country. I think we're on the wrong course. So I will do everything possible. Yeah, we're all in a position to help the country. Uh, I'd look, look, he's considering running for president. I mean, it would obviously be a third party. It'd be some kind of unification party that they've talked about. So you could have a ballot with, you know, Manchin on it, Trump on it whoever replaces Biden or Biden on it, RFK Jr. could be on it. Uh, you can have other and others. It's going to be very crowded out there. So we'll see. But this is the first time because all he's ever said when he before he announced last week and even when he announced last week is I'm just thinking about the people. This is the first time he said, oh, of course, of course, if I could help, of course. So here we go. All right. Um, let's move on. You know, we had the inflation numbers the other day. Inflation is still going up. Prices are still going up for the most part. There's an exception here, an exception there. Even though gas trickled down a bit, it was way up. Don't believe Biden when he lies over and over and says gas was $5 when he came into office. It was not $5. Uh, just another lie, he tells. But Christine Romans, who for years was at CNN as their top business person, All of a sudden, she pops up on the Today Show. She's working for NBC now. Okay, so just listen to this little cheerleader. Well, she's not little. She's on set. She's always towering over people. Listen to this big cheerleader as she as she, you know, cheers on the great economy. What's you know, people just don't see how great everything is. It's so sickening. Here's cut one fifty six. Prices have not changed much over the past few months, but they're still up more than 3% from last year. Bottom line, you're still paying more, but consumer prices are increasing at a slower rate than we've been seeing. Let's bask in the good news for a minute. Remember yeah. when it was 9% the inflation mm-hmm. rate? I mean, that was terrifying and that was that was issue number 1 for American families. So 3.2%, that's better than it was in September. That means prices are rising more slowly. It's still rising faster than the Fed would want, mm-hmm. still faster than American families would want, but that is a slowdown in the inflation rate. Used car prices fell last month 
airfares fell last month, oh. gas prices fell last month, and rents and you know shelter costs grew more slowly. So all of that was the good news. That's why the Dow Jones Industrial Average had a very good day very yesterday. Good day. Mm -hmm. But you know, most people care about the grocery bill, not the yeah. Dow, right? And so we're still worried about overall prices still a little bit too high. Well, if everything is still too high, then what is she talking about? Like, you know, oh, the good news, the good news. What's the good news? Yeah, airline tickets came down a little bit. Gas came down a little bit. Last two years, it's been rocketing up. Oh, good news. Great news. Here And here she admits more. Here's cut 157. I'll be the negative, Nelly. Grocery prices yeah. are still high, and that's yeah. what most people feel. The prices are still higher. The level of mm -hmm. prices has gone up the past two or three years. So when you go to the grocery store, you still feel it. You know, grocery prices, four of the six categories that this CPI measures were higher in the most recent month. So people feel that the grocery bill today is higher than it was two years ago. And I think that's why the opinion polls show every time I say, guys, the economy is doing okay, you know, the public says, it doesn't feel that way. It really doesn't feel that way. And I think grocery bills are a big part of that. <laughs> yeah. Grocery bills are. Let me tell you something. Um, the supermarket where I, I buy the supermarket brand seltzer. Okay. One liter bottles, 12 pack seltzer. Traditionally, even now, even under Biden's inflation, I mean, it, you know, it, 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 it six ninety nine tops. Sometimes it's on sale, five ninety nine, you know, whatever, blah 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 blah. All of a sudden, overnight, it went to oh, literally overnight, seltzer, bubbled water, went to ten ninety nine, overnight. It's like, what the heck is going on here? So you know, of course, it's groceries. I, you know, I see people at the supermarket, and I, 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 I know when they can't afford. I could see it's terrible. And, you know, that's that's what people ultimately, when push comes to shove, that's what they care about. Now, um, the Trump is a Nazi. The Trump is a fascist. It keeps getting pushed and pushed and pushed and it doesn't stop. And it, they're claiming it's because he said vermin, that his enemies are vermin. And Hitler said Jews were vermin. Oh, that makes him Hitler. Such a bunch of nonsense. Meanwhile, we got people protesting in the streets of our cities violently. Calling for, you know, for the river to the sea, for the Jews in Israel to be gone and anti-Semitic acts all over this country and Trump's the anti-Semite. OK, so listen to Rachel Maddow, who wrote a book on fascism, apparently on with Colbert and they they're like minded. Here we go. Here's cut 158. He must think that that's a good thing for him and his campaign. And my my question to you is, from what you've learned about studying fascist movements and fascist movements in America, is given that fascism is essentially an attractively lazy political tool, why do you think it has so many people on the right in America right now interested in it? Well, I think that he's inviting us to call him a fascist and he's doing these things so that I, mean, so I just he, played into his hand is what you're saying Well, i am too i mean the thing you can't ignore it right you don't have a choice he is yanking our chain he does want to be talked about in these terms but it's also it's important that you pointed out that he in that speech also called his critics fascists he wants fascists just to become a random political epithet just an insult that everybody uses that means nothing in the same way that he took fake fake news was a thing 
But then he decided all news is fake news. And now fake news is just this term that means nothing. Well, because there can be no uh, authority other than the authoritarian. And so no one can label him with anything, including something as accurate as fascist. So that all ha meaning has to be undermined. That's what George yes. Orwell talks about. There, there can be no meaning to anything other than what the state says the meaning is. That's exactly right. So okay. he's sapping those words of their meaning. So we can't criticize him by calling him a fascist because he says everything's fascist. <laughs> Could you imagine watching this show? Oh, my God. God, oh, fascist, fascist, fascist. Seth Myers. Let's not leave out uh, another late night moron. Uh, Seth Myers uh, of Saturday Night Live fame, of course, which qualifies him for so many things. And here he is trashing Trump. What else do they do? Here is cut 168. I just want to say, I've always liked you, Donnie. I hide it. <laughs> beneath a veneer of contempt because I'm afraid to show my true feelings, but I've always thought you were handsome, strong, and rich, and you never cheated at golf. You're honestly better than Tiger Woods. Uh, this closer look guy is just a character I play. I don't mean any of this. I just read the words that Wally holds. If you're gonna arrest somebody, arrest Wally. Hey! <laughs> okay, so we just, can we isolate that clip and then we'll just send that to the Trump people? Okay. <laughs> anyway, back to the real show. This dip racist doofus thinks he can swoop in and set up a dictatorship in 2024 despite having like nine sets of handcuffs on him okay so what he said was um okay let's get back to the real show and he called trump an effing and he said the word they bleeped it an effing uh oh no, no. f this dip s word f this dip s word racist um Whatever. Doesn't matter after that. Douche. I think he called him a, um, a, a douche or something like that. These people. F, F him? F him? Really? Really? How about F you, Seth Myers? You should you should have accomplished a quarter, an, an eighth of what Donald Trump has accomplished in his life. He was president of the United States of America. I mean, these people. I, you know, they just and 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 again, we're all anyone on the right who ever criticized Nancy Pelosi is responsible for what happened to her husband. That's right. We're at that kind of hate speech leads to that kind of attack. And this this moron will be the first to say that. And here he calls Trump, you know, an F in this F in that Nazi this that it's just, you know. And God forbid something happened to Trump. You know what they would all say? Not right off the bat, but maybe in a day or two. Well, he deserved it. Look what he said. Look what he did. Look who he is. Nazi. You know, what, 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 you can't make this crap up. You really can't. It's so disgusting. It really is disgusting. Okay. Um, so let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, we, got, we got a few minutes here. I want to get in Marjorie Taylor Greene, a.k.a. MTG. I like that. AKA MTG. That should be like her series, her, her moniker. Uh, hello, Congresswoman, AKA MTG. Hi, I'm AKA MTG. I like that. I wish I had that. Anyway, not MTG, but anyway. So Chris Ray, the director of the FBI, was at a, a congressional hearing run by the Homeland Security Committee today. And so was um, Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Director. He's worthless. I don't have anything from him here. So MTG has a 
as a prop with her, you know, and it's it says things about the protesters who took over, came into the Capitol building a few weeks ago, and they were a um, the Jewish voice for peace. Very, 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 very left wing group. OK, so but they, you know, they call themselves the Jewish voice. For peace. Doesn't it sound lovey dovey? It sounds so lovey dovey and so nicey nicey. OK, so MTG is like ticked off saying this is what these people stand for. This is what these people say. And they were in the Capitol and nobody got arrested or whatever. Or, or you know, you're not going after any of these people. But the January 6th, like a grandmother. You're hunting down a grandmother who happened to walk into the Capitol building, didn't touch anything, didn't say anything, didn't do anything. Once the doors were open, she just walked in and you want to put her in jail. So this was pretty good. So here's cut number 159. Mr. Ray, do you remember on October 18th when the Capitol complex uh, was illegally occupied, breaking same laws that you have hunted down Americans for from January 6th? Are you familiar with this? I'll recognize the picture that you're holding. Well, because maybe your agents haven't been doing a good job into investigating the organizers that broke the law, illegally occupied this very building that we're sitting in right now, and over 300 of them were arrested. Some of them attacked police officers. I haven't seen on the news where the FBI is hunting them down with helicopters, tanks in the streets, raiding their homes with flashbangs targeting these people, watching these people, throwing them in jail for them to stay in pre-trial in solitary confinement for years before they ever face trial. Yep, that's true. And here's uh, here's more. Cut 160. You want to know what this says? I'll tell you. This is one of the organizers' phones. And this is a chat. And it says at the top, Global Intifada. Now, while we're talking about terrorism today, are you familiar with the term intifada? Uh, I've certainly heard the term. Do you know the definition? I'm not going to try to define it. It means Arab uprising or jihad. Are you concerned about jihad in this country? I am, and I have consistently testified to that thing. Yes, but are you interested in using the, the FBI? You are the director of the FBI. Do you hunt down terrorists in our country? Those that would be responsible for jihad? Absolutely. That's why we've had jihadist-inspired terrorism at our highest national threat priority level since the day that I started as FBI director. Okay, so he's been, he's been, oh, I've been right on it since I, started, since I became director of the FBI. So now she switches to the Southern Poverty Law Center. The Southern Poverty Law Center, to me, is a total joke. The, you know, they, they, the FBI actually used them, apparently, uh, f- uh, for years to to target groups, hate groups. Okay, <laughs> so the whole thing's become a joke. CG, aka MTG, points this out to Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI. Um, one of the people involved in this protest uh, apparently is a top lawyer for the Southern Poverty Law Center. Can't make it up. Here's one sixty one. This one right here. This person involved in the global Intifada group that illegally, they broke the law, came in and occupied the Cannon Office House building, interrupted Congress, interrupted hearings. Right here, Katrina Bleakley is the lead attorney for the Southern Poverty Law Center. Were you aware of this? Council, as I said, I haven't seen the photos that you're holding up uh, 
um, before. Maybe, well, I posted them on my Twitter account. It's, it's public. You know, maybe I don't you guys spend are, a lot of time on Twitter. Well, you know, you, you sh oh, I'm sure you do, because the Department of Homeland Security, organized with other offices, has censored many Americans, including myself. I'm not me, part of the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, right, Mr. Ray, you should, you, should be, you should be interested in investigating terrorism. And this right here is proof that we had terrorists in our own office building. Global Intifada. And you rely on the Southern Poverty Law Centers. Katrina Blakely is one of the organizers. I'll send this over to your office so maybe perhaps you can stop targeting innocent grandmothers and veterans who walked through the Capitol on January 6th and might, after, might actually go after people tied to Hamas, tied to Hezbollah, and likely Iran. You know, it's not only that group. It's it. Look at look at the signs and of the, the people protesting on college campuses. Look at the signs of the people protesting in the streets. You know, look at the violence. Look at the taking down American flags. Look at the attacks on people. Look at them bashing in, trying to break down the doors of Grand Central Station to get at police officers. What's that got to do with uh, uh, with the Palestinians in Gaza? Right, one more from uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene here, really going after Christopher Ray, and he deserves it. It's the double standard. It's it's a two tier system. It's no different than the DOJ and their lack of prosecuting people on the left who break the law. No one was arrested for protesting outside the Supreme Court justices homes after the uh, leak of the abortion uh, decision to come down. The only person arrested was the guy with the gun who was going to kill Brett Kavanaugh. But it's against the law to protest outside their homes. And nobody was arrested. Of course not. Here's cut number one sixty one. Two. This one right here. <laughs> Mr. Ray, are you interested in members of Congress that are that are organized and participating in a Facebook group that has ties to Hamas? We're not investigating people for participating in a Facebook group. A, a Facebook group that is tied to Hamas? We have multiple investigations into individuals affiliated with Hamas uh, and their active investigations. You're going to tell me as FBI director, you will not investigate Americans or United States members of Congress that are linked to known terrorists? That's not what I said. Are you going to investigate or not? We are going to investigate individuals who are affiliated with Hamas if they meet our standards for predication, which are longstanding standards set by uh, this department and the prior department and the department before that. I would hope to God that Intifada and Jihad and terrorists in our very country would be something that you would prioritize instead of a three-hour event that happened at the Capitol nearly four years ago, Mr. Ray. Yeah, well, don't hold your breath. And what she's talking about was uh, Rashida Tlaib and the group on Facebook that isn't listed and you can't search for that reportedly, according to Fox, Tlaib has been a member of for several years, uh, and that is the Palestinian American Congress group on Facebook. Um, which, um, according to Fox, again, glorifies Hamas and glorified Hamas after the October 7th attacks. All right, folks, uh, there you go. Uh, good, good for MTG. Good for AKA MTG, as we've dubbed her. I think that'll be her name permanently from now on. When we come back, we're going to take a huge turn, but it's important. It's important. We've all driven uh, not here in the Northeast as much for me, but I've been down in Oklahoma and I'm driving around and I see the, the, the windmills, you know, all over the place. And, um, 
maybe there this isn't the case, but they do a lot of harm to the environment. Uh, we know it. We've heard the stories. We're going to get in depth on what's going on and and one group that's co- trying to combat it all. Uh, when we return, Steve Malsberg right here on TNT Radio. Hi, I'm Susan Lucci. I never thought about heart disease until I had my own heart event. At first, like so many other women out there, I ignored my symptoms. A slight pressure on my chest, shortness of breath. I thought, I don't have time to be sick. I had a a 90% blockage in my main artery and a 75% blockage in the adjacent artery. I received two stents in my arteries, stents developed through research funded by the American Heart Association. Those stents saved my life. I'm so grateful to the American Heart Association. Their research helped save my life. I can enjoy life with my children, my grandchildren, and my friends. Please, listen to your heart. The only reason I'm here today is because I did. Learn more about the American Heart Association's life-saving work at helpheart.org. We all know what it's like to feel alone. But it just takes one new connection. Want to get out of here? To empower many. This is unbelievable. It doesn't take a superhero to bring forces together. We all have the power to reach out. Let's go! And help someone feel like they belong. Pretty cool, huh? We are stronger together. If you're talking about it. For a strong America. For a proud America. I am running for president of the United we're talking about it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, welcome back. Steve Malsberg with you. Don't forget, follow me on Twitter at Steve M. Talk, Facebook, same, and uh, same for Instagram as well. All right, so, you know, the, 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 the left's attempt to force us, and, and by the way, there have been some court decisions recently that have been encouraging uh, that, you know, that the Biden administration and the EPA and all that, they're overstepping their bounds on certain aspects of their whole radical plan. But when it comes to the windmills, you know, to 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 create energy, um, one of the first things that I had heard about was that, you know, first, I think it was first that they were killing some of these windmills were killing well birds in general. Uh, and then uh, in many, some cases, uh, bald eagles and. And now, of course, uh, it's come to light that they're they also are a danger to to the fish in the water where it, when they're placed in the water. And in, in particular, the case we're going to talk about here involves Virginia and whales. And again, this gets no mention in the press, the same phony press that pretends to be, you know, green friendly and, and, and are when it suits their narrative. But when something like this happens, you don't hear boo about it. And that's, of course, who they are. And that's why you can't take anything you hear from them. The fake news by omission is the worst kind of fake news. Always, always remember that. So let's welcome in the man who really knows his stuff much, much more than me, Craig Rucker. He's president of CFACT. And um, he, he's talking about uh, 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 an intent to sue federal agencies to stop a whale killing Virginia Wind Project. And Craig, welcome to the show, sir. Oh, thanks for having me on, Steve. Pleasure to be here. All right. So first, tell the folks what CFACT 
is all about. I know it's uh, uh you you know you're you're trying to uh, make the earth a better place, but how? Uh, you know, tell folks what your your vision is. Yeah, CFAC's been around since 1985. I actually, I give my age away here as I was one of the co-founders of it. Uh, we're a public policy group headquartered in Washington uh, that works on energy, environment, and development issues. Uh, we have a board of scientists that kind of guide our policy, thousands of citizen members. Uh, we, again, reflect a free market kind of conservative philosophy on these kind, kind of environmental issues. And that is why we're very concerned uh, about the uh, various whales that will be harmed and eagles uh, from this mad rush to push for renewable energy and uh, of which the biden administration is certainly going full bore on kind of a damn the whales full speed ahead mentality so we're going to be yeah, uh, well, taking uh, go ahead no, no, you go ahead. No, no, I thought you okay. go ahead. Well, right now, the Biden administration wants to put in about uh, 30,000 megawatts of offshore wind, about 15 to 30 miles off the East Coast. Uh, this will blanket literally our East Coast. We're stretching from the Carolinas right up to Massachusetts. They're choosing to put these in. Uh, part of it is because of citizen opposition in places like Virginia Beach, Ocean City, uh, uh, Maryland, and New Jersey, uh, they, and Atlantic City. They want to try and put them about 15 to 30 miles out to sea uh, so they're not quite so visible uh, and have the opposition. But the problem with that is it's right in the lanes of about 30 different species of whales that migrate north to south up and down that corridor. And uh, there's been a precipitous rise in the number of whale beachings, whale deaths, whale strikes over the past, uh, really since 2016, even predating uh, Biden, but all the way in more recent months and really came to ahead this year when there's been about a 400% increase in whale beachings as a result of the pile driving of putting in these platforms and the sonar blasting, which goes with the uh, mapping of the uh, floor of the ocean bed. Uh, of course, marine mammals like uh, dolphins and porpoises and whales uh, can be easily confused by this. And really what we're calling for is just an investigation uh, but the Biden administration is hell-bent on putting in this wind power because of their obsession with climate change. Well, yeah, and, and so this, uh, uh, as I read it, is a uh, a violation of the Endangered Species Act? Yes, exactly. Uh, there's certain procedures they're supposed to put in. There's a, an agency, uh, probably nobody's heard of it on this broadcast, but it's called the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management. And uh, they are supposed to do kind of a assessment of what would happen if they put these in and, and assess, you know, what are the possible implications to whales, dolphins, all this type of stuff. The real studies on this aren't really due out till 2025. They have issued uh, to look at studies to see what the impacts would be, but they're not waiting for those studies to come out. Instead, giving a green light to these projects and basically saying uh, we don't really have the information that we know what's going to happen. We see the whales beaching, but first put them up and then we'll assess what happens in a couple of years after they've been up for a little bit. This is a marked difference than the way they approach anything else. If this was offshore oil, totally different story. Oh, oh please. A a absolutely. So um, you've given a, a letter of intent uh, that uh, you plan on suing. I mean, if you sue, 
Will that, I mean, what you hope for, I guess, is for a judge to issue some kind of a injunction against their plan while the case goes forward. Is that, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but is that kind of the, uh, the, 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 the game plan? That's exactly what we're looking for is an injunction to try and stop it, to let the science catch up and find out what's going on. That seems like a reasonable request. Uh, You look at the Bureau of Energy Management, uh, which is an agency that is in charge of all this around the country. And down in Texas, where they're trying to put in some oil rigs, the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management uh, was all concerned about the rice whale being impacted by these oil rigs. Well, they gave the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management seven years to try to find a whale anywhere near them, and it didn't. But it still didn't want the oil rigs going forward until a judge just this week said they have to uh, license them. So in one case, when it comes to oil and gas rigs, even though there are no whales anywhere in in the area and they have seven years to find one, they're opposed to it because a whale might come in somewhere near an oil rig, but here they're putting wow. it right in the shipping lanes or right in the in the lanes that whales tribe in and, they, and they're green lighting it, not even waiting for the studies. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, it's a fact that they know no shame. And, uh, you know, I, I, as I've discussed, Craig, on this show, you know, even with Supreme Court decisions, okay, you can't use race in admissions, so they find another way to use race in admissions. You, uh, the New York uh, carry permit law is too tough, so uh, instead of giving people carry permits, uh, New York makes the laws tougher and says, okay, exactly. take that one to court exactly. if you don't like it. They they don't respect the law, uh, so it, I, I'm afraid to say that if they lost in court, they would just, uh, I don't know what they would do, but they'd make some kind of cosmetic or or, or verbal uh, rhetoric change and just go ahead with it anyway. You know, the same thing, and I don't know that you're an expert in this, I'm not looking to put you on the spot, and I'm, I'm not expecting an expert answer, but, you know, solar panels, there's a danger yeah. in solar panels. I've had firemen tell me, and I've, and it's no secret, that, you know, if, if there's a fire and you get and it's a sunny day or whatever and you got a fire on the roof, they can't go on that roof. I mean, because it's too hot. I mean, they, they just can't do it. So, I mean, there's, there's these drawbacks. The electric vehicle plan, there's no plan to have uh, electric charging stations. And if they did have enough for and anybody could afford the vehicles first of all and then they had enough charging stations second of all they don't have they don't produce enough electricity third of all so i mean it's just it's it's this nonsensical agenda and they'll do anything to just push forward whether it's for real or just looks good cosmetically and uh, that's what we're up against no you're completely right and i said the uh, uh, what we're trying what we're finding is that supposed green energy solar wind these types of things are not green uh, these solar farms that they are putting in, and we are opposed to many of them, take up vast swaths of habitat. You've got 10 by 10 miles of uh, solar panels in, in right north of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, being put in pristine areas. Uh, we have uh, solar panels, the Ivanpah plant out in uh, California, which is frying birds. And uh, of, of course, we even, to make matters worse, are getting a lot of the materials from our enemies. Uh, the communist Chinese government, in fact, has some companies that are trying to work with American firms to put in a plant just south of Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, we are working with citizens there to try to stop the plant. And uh, they, of course, in order to get the components for this, especially the rare earth minerals that go into the batteries that, that you have to store the power in, come from cobalt mines in Africa, where they use child labor or Uyghur slave labor in China. 
and they get a great ESG score. Of course, this is a you know they're they're told their environmental social governance standards are excellent, but <laughs> there's no inventory of this stuff, and it's not green. And uh, wind farms are not, on land are allowed to kill eagles and birds in the thousands without any ramifications. Yeah, it, it, which just goes to prove that the environmentalists are not not uh, if not definition of an environmentalist, because otherwise, by definition, they would care and they would never permit it. They would never stand for it. They're just uh, activists. That's all they are. And, uh, and and it's a real shame. So what can we look for uh, next from you guys? I mean, what's the timetable on this? Well, because they came out with what they call their biological opinion survey, which was nonsense, saying that the uh, uh, Virginia uh, Dominion Energy in Virginia is allowed to put in these wind turbines and uh, um, they gave it the green light. We had 60 days to get an intent to sue. So we filed that and put in a letter f- with it. And we intend to sue within 60 days, uh, kind of figuring out our angle. I think per- there's so- there's a lot of things we can take issue with. They don't use the best available science, which is what the ESA requires. They also don't take into account that uh, uh, they look at this one project in isolation from all the other wind projects as to what causes harm to the whales. And uh, of course, that's done deliberately so that it will look like it's very small when the cumulative impact of having wind farms stretch from Carolinas up to uh, Massachusetts is quite a bit of impact. So we're going to take it on procedural grounds, probably, and get that within 60 days and file an an actual lawsuit against them. All right. Well, do me a favor. Keep us informed uh, so uh, so we could keep the folks informed. Uh, we'll have you back. Um, and everybody check out uh, CFACT, uh, CFACT.org. Uh, and uh, you could learn a lot more about the organization and about Craig Rucker as well. Craig, thank you very much for coming on. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on, Steve. My pleasure. All right, folks. Uh, we have, as I look at the clock, one final segment. <laughs> <laughs> First time that's ever happened. Won't be the last. Uh, one final segment left in the hour right here on TNT Radio. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Who says legislation isn't a contact sport? We nearly came to blows today in the United States Senate as Senator Mark Wayne Mullen of Oklahoma squared off against Sean Butterbean O'Brien, the general president of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters. O'Brien had been very critical of Mullen on X, tweeting, greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made. Just a clown and a fraud, always has been, always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me, any place, any time, cowboy. Mark Wayne Mullen read that tweet and said, here is a place, now is a time you want to go? And Butterbean said, let's go. Cooler heads like Bernie Sanders intervened. They weren't going to come to blows anyway. This wasn't quite the caning of abolitionist Republican Senator Charles Sumner by pro-slavery Democrat Senator Preston Brooks of South Carolina in 1856, but it was good to see a Republican show a little spine, show a little enthusiasm for his position. Now, if we can only get Mark Wayne as focused on election integrity efforts and on budgetary issues as he is on posts on X. For MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. The impact of a meal goes well beyond feeding our bodies. 
Because when people are fed, futures are nourished. Everyone deserves to live a full life. And with your help, together we can end hunger. Join the movement at feedingamerica.org slash act now. You're with Steve Malzberg on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you back. I was just talking to the studio between the during the break. I mean, they're just such hypocrites. How could you be an environmentalist? How could you care about nature and the environment and 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 see all these birds and and eagles and whales die? And, and I mean, it's just it and and not, and nothing, nothing. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter as long as you know we get those windmills up and and those solar panels up. It's just insane, insane. And again, understand this: the 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 what the end of uh, twenty twenty nine or by twenty thirty, I think it's then. Maybe it's sooner. No more, no more gas vehicles. Everything's going to be electric. Really? No one could afford it. We don't have the charging stations at all. And if we had them, we don't have the grid for them. They don't care because they just as soon see us not try and not go anywhere. Believe me, believe me, what they have in store for us. If you were listening yesterday to my guest who wrote the book on Barack Obama, if you know what Barack Obama is, who he is, if you've listened to me, this is just the beginning. What you see happening in this country is just the beginning. Obama's vision for this country is chaotic. It's communist. It's it's disaster in every way, shape, or form. The more disaster, the better. I mean, you got uh, uh, Bill Gates buying up, I just read today, uh, farms. You know, why? So that the farmers can't grow food on them. This is, you, you can't imagine what's going on in this country, what the plan is, what the goal is. Then I'm telling you, and again, a media that will never tell you, never, ever, ever, ever tell you. I mean, again, if they're interested in green and saving the planet and climate deniers, we shouldn't even present climate deniers because it's fact. Well, then aren't you concerned about dead whales? Aren't you concerned about dead birds, dead eagles? Aren't you concerned about dead fish? Nope, not a peep. So that's who they are. That's who the left is when it comes to being uh, uh, environmental, whatever you want to call it, whatever they call themselves and, and what the politicians are like AOC. And, you know, she's the first to cry about green energy, green, green, green. They don't care. It's all about them. It's all about their goal to to change this country around and make it unrecognizable in every way, shape or form. Our kids won't be our kids. Your ki- the ki- our kids belong to all of us. How sick and twisted and demented and, and, and really frightening is that one? But that's what they say. Everything, every issue, every topic. I could sit here for four hours like I used to on WABC and tell you everything over and over because it's all true. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. What can I tell you? All right. So there was an event. In Washington, D.C., which I failed to mention last night, but I vowed that I would mention it tonight because it was significant. And these are estimates, official estimates, not me estimating, not them estimating. Two 
90,000 people in support of Israel marched on Washington yesterday. Now, you had some instances where coming from some parts of the country, I think Wisconsin rings a bell to me. Um, the bus drivers who were supposed to drive the the pro, you know the protesters to Washington or be involved with them in some way walked off the job. You know, great stuff. Uh, but anyway, two hundred ninety thousand people. You had politicians, even Hakeem Jeffries, the Democrat leader of the House, who back in the day ended his uncle's anti-Semitic remarks when his uncle Leonard Jeffries was a CUNY, City University of New York professor, and got fired. He, as a student in Binghamton University, although he says, I, 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 I don't even remember it. I don't, I don't think I followed it. He, according to CNN, wrote an op-ed supporting his uncle and Louis Farrakhan and held a press conference with a black group on campus supporting his uncle. He was there yesterday speaking in support of Israel. So, Anyway, so um, Jonathan Greenblatt, who I don't really have any use for, for the most part, not until the the massacre Nazi attack on October 7th. He's the head of the ADL. Uh, he was there. He talked about the significance of it uh, on MSNBC with Morning Joe. Little Mika, little Mika, you'll hear her voice before you hear Joe's. Um, here is uh, little Mika with the question. Cut one sixty. Six. The march was important yesterday, but will it send a message to different pockets of even this country where the hatred seems to be just cropping up um, worse than we could have ever imagined? Well, Mika, I think it's a good question, and I'm glad we're talking about the march uh, that took place yesterday. But the one thing I would say is it wasn't tens of thousands, Mika. It was hundreds of thousands of people on the mall. I heard upwards of 300,000. And we should note these were Jews and non-Jews. These were Republicans and Democrats. I saw people with MAGA hats and people with pride flags. I mean, where else in America today could you see something like that? And by the way, you saw Israeli flags and American flags. They sang the national anthem and the Hatikva. Yep, Hatikva, the Israeli national anthem Um, also. uh, Here's the next one from uh, uh, Jonathan Greenblatt. On MSNBC, I believe Joe Scarborough's voice will be heard on this one. Are you ready? Are you can't you take it? Here's cut one sixty-seven. It was not just pro-Israel; it was pro-America. And I just contrast this with the images I've seen, the video I've seen of people wearing masks and tearing down American flags yeah. in New York City. Right. So this was energizing and inspiring, and I think it was a message that the Jewish community is united on this issue that the vast majority of us stand with Israel and stand against anti-Semitism, that America is more united on this issue than you might think. I mean, again, there were so many people there who weren't Jewish. It was good for Congress to see that, and it's good for the country to see that kind of unity on this important issue. Okay, so there was no Joe. Now I'm disappointed. I was, where's Joe? Where's Joe? No, only kidding. Um, So there you go. Uh, There you have it. Interesting. It was it was quite an event. They have a friend who went, boarded the bus at six in the morning and got home at 1030 p.m. Traffic 
he said was unbelievable. Um, and he lives in the New York area. So anyway, so that's the story with that. I want to, I want to, speaking of a story, uh, I want to read you a story. You talk about mind boggling that like, it can't be true. You can't make it up. You've heard me say all those things many, 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 many times. So the U S has extended a sanctions waiver. Okay. Um, which basically is the same as continuing to fund Iran's activities and the money that they give to their proxies. Who are their proxies? Hamas, Hezbollah, the Houthis. You get the picture. Um, Secretary of State Antony Blinken signed an extension to the initial 120-day waiver that allows Iraq to pay for Iranian electricity through an escrow account where it has so far deposited an estimated minimum $10 billion, all without fear of reprisal for potentially breaking any U.S. sanctions. The waiver allows the payments so long as they go through Oman, um, where a portion is converted to euros, or other widely traded currencies for Iran to buy non-sanctioned products like humanitarian aid. The State Department has insisted it did this with the $6 billion held in Qatar. Um, that money can only be spent, they say, with U.S. approval. This is, and then the department ended up quietly refreezing uh, the, the Qatar funds. So the, the State Department said this is not a free pass for all this money to move. It's layered. It's cumbersome. Uh, there's significant reputational risk, whatever the hell that means. The 120-day waiver extended in July and again yesterday continues a program of 21 waivers started in 2018. And it provides Iraq access to about 40% of energy it imports from Iran. It's, it's, it's insane that we would do anything anything that would in the least bit they're having their people shoot at our troops in Syria and Iraq. And we are in effect, call it what you want, phrase it as you want, say what you want about it. We're benefiting Iraq, um, Iran. We're helping Iran. We're giving Iran uh, access to billions of dollars with the extension of this waiver according to what I can make heads or tails out of the whole thing. Just insane. All right, folks, tomorrow, Ramona Bessinger will join us. She's a teacher who got fired because she didn't stand for the baloney. And we got lots to talk about when it comes to what's going on in our schools. So she'll join us tomorrow and possibly, uh, uh, well, definitely one way or another, we'll talk about uh, she and Biden on China. Uh, Jason Olborn's next. I'm Steve Malsberg. Don't go anywhere. See you tomorrow, God willing, right here on TNT Radio.